ladies and gentlemen, Jim Montgomery is your head coach. And I can't complain. And we're back. If it's not Bruce, then sure. That's my take. That was that was basically the uh No offense to him. Yeah, no. Not nothing against Jim Montgomery, but you know We liked Bruce. That was our guy Bruce. Literally our guy Bruce. Like Alright, now I'm getting sad again. Yeah. Um But yeah, no. Uh we haven't recorded since I think it was like the twenty eighth, so obviously we've we missed that. I think that was announced literally like a day or two after he recorded the last episode and said, yeah, please no David Quinn. And then Sweeney listened. Um, I, I guess, I guess we can't actually start there. Cause there was a, there was some conversation online about like Sweeney actually listening to the, the fans. Like it sounded like Quinn was going to be their guy. And then they float out the, floated the idea out there. And then they saw the reaction from the fans and that made the Bruins change their mind, which I'm sorry, but uh, Bruins management has never cared about what the fans think. And uh, I, I don't think that was the reason for not hiring David Quinn. Uh, it was, you know, I, I'd like to think record. that would be cool if they were that smart to, you know, chum up the waters with some shark bait. But, I'm just happy it's not Quinn. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean to be rude, but okay, it's rude. All right. I'm very glad he is not the head coach of the Bruins. Where will yeah. he go, though? What do you think? You think he's going to find a head coaching gig, or do you think maybe assistant he'll have to settle for? I would assume probably at this point assistant, because it didn't, hasn't basically every team without a head coach gotten Honestly, it. Cause it I was haven't like, been paying attention. I think, I think I the Bruins know. and the Jets were like the last two, and then, oh my God, who did Winnipeg hire? They hired someone, uh, also a former Dallas coach. I, what is his name? Because it was just, oh my god, I'm so dumb. Oh, Rick Bonus, yeah. Uh, that's who Winnipeg got. They were the last team with a vacant spot. So I would assume David Quinn goes somewhere as an assistant coach. On the KHL. Oh, no, no, do not go to Russia. Wait, wait. here, here. Let, let's. He can be the assistant on the Bruins bench. Yeah, no, Take thank you, Kevin Dean. Uh, I'm good. I mean, you sure, he might be an upgrade. <laughs> I don't know. Wow, poor Kevin Dean. You really just throw him down. Yeah, no one's replacing Chris Kelly though. He's got to stay there forever. Um, but yeah, so Jim Montgomery, Bruins new head coach. Um, obviously former player. Uh, then became a coach. Was, I mean, pretty good with Dallas. Uh, in like the one in a half year he had there. Um, he was then fired for a personal behavior issue, which they, you know, then came out and said that uh, he had problems with alcohol abuse. He went to rehab, and then for the last two years he's been the Blues assistant coach. And now he's the Bruins head coach. So, I mean, hey, good for him for, you know, coming back from that, going to rehab, dealing with the issue. And, uh, well, now he's got a chance to lead whatever this team is going to be. 
That's, that's so funny that you said that, because that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, what's a good word to describe this team? We don't know. We, there's still no clue how this team's going to look at all. Yeah. And I'm scared. And I'm buckling up. That's it. That's literally Pretty much. as Wednesday comes. Wednesday comes. Yeah. Wait, Wednesday approaches there. I'm going to say that. Yeah, we are four days away from free agency. You know, the Bergeron question is still there. Krejci is also a question, apparently. Um, Everyone's and, a question. Yeah. Besides really. Nick Foligno, I guess. He is the one consistent thing on this team. He's apparently. not a question mark. He's an exclamation point. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, if if the exclamation point follows, uh, why? But I, no matter what happens, like with Bergeron, in theory, you'd expect them to add. Yes. So that means they're going to have to shed cap space somehow. Yes. Which I thought they'd maybe do that at the draft, but it'll be interesting and scary. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Josh Brown's coming back. One can hope, just for the Fortnite dances. And there's the <laughs> daily mention of it. Um, why don't uh, we... This upcoming season's Swayman's last on his ELC. Wow, he's going to make like $12 million a year. Ooh, then that's... Allmark's probably getting traded after this year. Wow, it feels like we were just talking about the Allmark signing and being like, well, he got <laughs> Swayman for two years at 925. Okay. Yep. I mean, Allmark does have a full no-move clause, so who knows. But, uh, I mean, looking at that, yeah, well, that, that might be a way to shut cap. After this year, then but... it's a 16-team no-trade list. And oh, then 2024-25, 15-team okay. no-trade list. So. It's also, you know, maybe you don't need to shed cap as much when Wagner, Nosek, Halla, Smith, Felino's contracts all will also run out uh, after next yeah. season. So. That is crazy with the forward group after this upcoming season. Literally, they have just the entire three, bottom three, six four, is gone. Five. And you know yeah. what? I won't be too upset. <laughs> wow, you're rude. <laughs> I mean, no offense to them, but. Yeah, they they, they get a solid C minus. Listen, I, I, I love Halla. He, he tried his best. He's not a second line center. <laughs> Hell, he might not even be a third line center. Okay, Anyways. he's a third line center. He, he's a third Maybe. line center. That that Maybe. one I can say. Third line left wing. Maybe. Um. I mean, speaking of centers, though, uh, if we want to start somewhere, why is your favorite team lacking some centers? Oh, maybe just a little bit. Um, the Bruins' first three picks of the draft were all centers. Um, you know, obviously, they didn't have a first round pick this year. So, I really did not pay attention to any prospects at all. But also, once you're getting into the 54th overall pick, it's not like you're really going to know many of the players, anyways, unless you're really, really into it. Which I don't know how you can, how you can, like, how you have the time for that, just mentally, even. I saw uh, people, like, just random people writing up, like, three page Twitter threads on these, like, second and fourth round picks and it's like that <laughs> they're using very like broad terms to <laughs> yeah like, oh he he works hard loves the game tries hard loves the game yeah it's like well if the 
2010s for the most part for any indication we won't know till three or four years so hopefully matthew how, how do we pronounce that poitris i believe it's potra because i because the bruins potra. posted a video like it was of him saying it and i heard him say his last name i was like who what who did they trap what they had a mystery pick who yeah i was like wait what i don't remember this and i was I like oh it's that. it's potra that makes sense so yeah well hey uh, Darren Drager certainly liked that pick. Yeah, that was so weird. <laughs> I I made sure to write that down because it was like the only pick that like Drager specifically talked about, and I was just like, for for anyone that doesn't know, Darren Drager just like after the Bruins drafted Matthew Potra, just quote tweeted the tweet and just said, "Great kid, hardworking and super smart, awesome family. Bruins draft a good one here." Which is like, hey, I hope he's right, but it's just like that was just the most random thing and he like a family friend or something like that yeah considering he he retweeted eric russo's uh interview with padre as well like that was posted three hours ago (laughs) i see that (laughs) so yeah he's definitely uh definitely a family friend or something but i mean hey hopefully hopefully padre can turn out well um 50 points in 68 games in the ohl for the guelph storm you know, he's a center, shoots right. 5'11", I'm shocked they even thought to draft someone under six feet. Um, but, uh... Ah, man. In three years, it'll be great to say, hey, he should be the Bruins' third line, second line, third line center. And then four years after that, he'll be like third line, right wing, and then back to the AHL, just like a certain uh, second round center from several years ago. Oh, who could you possibly be talking about? I don't know, man. It's okay though, he bulked up in the off season. So, you know. Yeah, that's like three year three off seasons. <laughs> yeah, three off seasons in a row. Oh, he's jacked up this year. He's uh, he put on some weight. He's ready to go. This will be his year. He Was it his year. Uh, totally. I like that. Uh, yeah, god. Besides that, oh, I sound negative. <laughs> no, you never be. Um, You're right. Their next pick uh, was in the fourth round because they traded the third round pick that they got in the Vladar trade uh, for two fourths. I don't even remember who that trade was with, but it's picks, so it doesn't really matter. They got two fourth round picks out of it, drafted two centers. Uh, one being Cole Spicer, who's committed to Minnesota Duluth for next season. We'll see how that yeah, you goes. Said, you're talking about them drafting someone committed to somewhere, and it wasn't a Northeastern school? Okay. All right. <laughs> Strange. Yeah. Um, and then they also drafted someone whose name I admittedly do not know how to pronounce properly. Uh, Dan's Lockmelis. It's definitely probably yeah. not right. He's Latvian. Ah, we're going with him. Uh, another center shoots left. Uh, was playing in uh Sweden, I believe, and mm-hmm. he's returning there again next season. Assuming elite prospects is right. Um, again, we really do not know much about these prospects, so we are kind of just, you know, listing out who they drafted, saying a few things, and then moving on because 
I mean, I we're not really... I give a full synopsis on these guys, but that's fine. Yeah, sorry. We're not really I'll qualified. Um, now, in the... It was the fifth round. They drafted uh, Frederick Brunet. Brunette, who knows? He's from Gatineau, so it's a French name. Who knows how you pronounce it? Uh, and the interesting that I uh, the interesting thing on his elite prospects page, uh, and as I think it was also on like hockey DB and everything, is I guess he used to play center because his position is listed as D slash C. So technically, oh the God. Bruins' first four picks were on centers, but he has been playing uh, defenseman in the QMJHL, and he put up forty six points in sixty three games as a defenseman. Which hey, I won't complain if. If that can translate to the NHL, but yeah, and hey, maybe in a pinch he can be the second line center. Uh, I'm down. And now we get to the second last pick as the Bruins uh, continue to stock up their uh, goalie prospects with great names. Uh, they drafted Reed Dick from Winkler, Manitoba. And uh, he's a 6'4 goalie, uh, played for the Swift Current Broncos in WHL. I uh, did not have great numbers. Uh, he had an 884 save percentage and a 426 goals against average. Uh, not exactly the best, but, you know, he is 18 years old. So maybe the team just did what they did, kind of like what the Bruins did for Allmark for half the year, where they just did not play in front of him for half the year. <laughs> No. Yeah, that was that was a fun time. Don't make me think about it. Um, and then the last uh, pick that the Bruins had, well, not really, because the last pick that they had, they traded again for next year's seventh by LA, I believe it was. Uh, yeah, LA is seventh next year. They did that last year as well, I believe, with the Leafs pick, which is, I think, how they had one of these two final ones. Uh, and they, but wait, with their seventh round pick, what? I have to see who Los Angeles took with their seventh round pick. Go ahead. Oh, okay, because it's gonna be the next Kaprizov. Um, but yeah, the Bruins drafted Jackson Edward, a uh, left-handed defenseman, six-two. He's Canadian. Uh, was playing for the London Knights of the OHL last year. I mean, six assists in 54 games. He seems to be a more stay-at-home defenseman just based on that. But also, who knows? Uh, but I mean, really, the Bruins' last two picks in this draft were named Reed Dick and Jackson Edward. And if you can't make the connections to either of those, I'm I'm sorry. Please draw the connections. <laughs> I'm just... um, so the Kings with that draft pick took Caleb Lawrence. Sure. 19 years old, plays for the Owen Sound Attack, Ontario Hockey League. He, um, uh, 19-20 had 8 points in 39 games, and then this year, the past year, he had 0 points in 2 games. Oh, yeah, he will come out of nowhere and just be the best to ever do it. Yeah, I, I ready for that, that, right? Oh, for sure. Um, Speaking of the best to ever do it. Me? That's cute. Uh, so Patrice Bergeron. <laughs> uh, Sweeney said that Bergeron's decision could be done by Wednesday. 
Um, I certainly would hope so. Yeah, which I was like, as a GM, I know it's Patrice Bergeron that you are dealing with, uh, but I think Bergeron would also understand this. You need to set a deadline and say, yeah, you need to have it done by Tuesday night because the Bruins need to know if they need to really go out and get everyone, everything, yeah, and (laughs) shed a bunch of cap space. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise... Yeah, I don't know. You just you need Bergeron to make a decision either way. If he wants to retire, hey, that's you know good for him. I can't blame him. And if he wants to come back, you better be signing that contract instantly. That'd be cool. <laughs> I I would assume like that contract is probably one year, three to five million. I don't think he's gonna do he's, the. He's doing one point seven five zero. You ready for that? Hey, one can hope. 1.37? You know what? I was going to say 3.7. Well, hey, Let's maybe do that. that. Come on, I, don't, I don't think he's going to do what uh, Rask did, which was literally just like 1 million. Um, well, I hope he doesn't do what Rask did. Well, actually, yeah. I hope he I hope he signs the same <laughs> contract that Tuka did, but does not have Gosh. the same results, please. Oh. Uh... But yeah, one, one, one can hope Bergeron's back because, like, yes, if Bergeron comes back and you know what they get, let's say it's Trocheck, I'm like, okay, this team, this team's probably gonna make the playoffs, right? That would be cool. I don't know if they're gonna do anything in the playoffs, but you know, at least that. But if Bergeron I'll doesn't, be there. <laughs> if Bergeron doesn't come back, you're looking at a really tough, tough season. Um, and uh, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh, next up on that list following the same idea David Krejci I did not think we would be having to talk about him because I kind of thought that kind of a done you know, thing he was just going to stay in the Czech Republic but you know maybe he's coming back how do we how do we feel about like the actual chances that he's going to be a Bruin next season what did you say sorry you skipped a little oh just like what do you what do you think the odds are that Krejci actually plays like with the Bruins a solid like 18 percent maybe yeah uh I don't know 25 at the absolute most I wouldn't go much over that yeah like I'm I'm trying to set my expectations pretty low um like hey I would love if he would come back that'd be great it would you know it would solve you know, the second line center issue. I think there would be some conversation to be had about, okay, but what level of Krejci are we getting back? Because yes, he did just spend a year in the Czech league, which is, you know, not the same level as the NHL. And he is 36 years old. So, you know, you never know. Um, like his last his last NHL season he had 44 points in 51 games that was obviously the uh the 2020 21 season and then just in this past year for in the Czech league he had 46 points in 51 games um either way he really took for granted his 2018 2019 season oh yeah yeah <sighs> 
I don't know. I think... Listen, if the Bruins get him back, there's your second line center. But... Or, or you put the pedal to the metal, you still go out and get a Vincent Trocek or someone, and you slide Krejci down to your third line center, and you're absolutely stacked. That is the other thing that I was thinking. Because... You have to go all out. There is no... Presumably, if Krejci is coming back, you know, it's not going to be a really expensive deal. Um, but again, the big issue here is where is all this cap space coming from? Because well, <laughs> as of right now, the Bruins have $2.3 million dollars in cap space. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. What was, it? what was the solution you were about to suggest? You go into the settings, mm-hmm. and in the settings, you find this whole thing where you can turn the salary cap off. Ah. Uh, uh, okay, so here's your thing. You trade Charlie Coyle. And you might say, oh, what about his no trade? Well, now he only has eight teams he can't be traded to. So, trade Charlie Coyle? Uh, it is actually ten, I think, but yeah, same idea. No, it ex- that expired at the end of this year. So once the oh. new league year starts, it's 2022 through 2025, players submit an eight-team no-trade list. They trade him, then you trade... Derek Forbert has a no-trade? Oh, okay. What a king. What an absolute king. Why does he have a no-trade? Well, he's eight-team like no-trade, yeah. and then three teams the following year. Imagine, like, there's just, like, a one-team no-trade list where you can pick one team and just... That'd be humiliating for that one franchise, but... I can't possibly imagine which place it would be. Totally not the team that's playing in front of 5,000 people next season. That's what I was going to say. Although, like, if you're at, like, the end of your career, like, I'm pretty sure, like, Phil Castle's, like, re-signing in Arizona, right? Like... Yeah, or if you're like... Like, uh, that just seems like a great place to just, like, chill in. There is literally no pressure on you. Yeah, no winter, really. Just sit out in the desert. I don't know what you're going to be doing in your free time, but at least there won't be many fans to bug you. And so, hey, hey, I mean, you can you can take a few classes while you're there, too, because you're already on a campus. So, yeah, there you go. Further all the all it. all the college kids go to go to the Coyotes. They'll pay you the big bucks. Yeah, I was gonna say if there's any young players who uh, can't let go of their college years, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um. Okay, I know I mentioned Charlie Coyle as well, not fully joking, but I mean I think the main position we should be looking at for a trade is left defense, right? One of those guys yeah. has to go. I would the- hope. The issue, though, um, Grizzlick's out until, like, November. Riley's, okay. I mean, Riley should be good for training camp. So, I don't, I don't know how, how much of a rush they're going to be in to move those guys. But then again, well, it's like, where are you going to get any cap space from to make any sort of moves? Because you put yourself in such an awful situation. Because they're not going to be in a rush to trade away one of those guys, then they're not going to be in a rush to go far next spring. And I don't think they are. What do you mean? It's going to be like March. We'll be like, they'll have like a nice five-one win over like the Coyotes or someone, and we'll say this team's going places. 
No, no, no. They'll, be, they'll beat Tampa 3-1 with Kucherov and Stamkos at a lineup. It'll be like, so. <laughs> so. You're uh, telling me there's a chance. Yeah. I don't I just I really can't see a defenseman trade happening just with the injuries there and the general lack of depth there. Like I I just don't think they're going to Well, that third pairing is going to be Zaboral Clifton. Get ready for that. For the, oh, until Grizzly comes back. Yeah. Lindholm, McAvoy, Riley Carlo, Grizzly or not Grizzly, Zaboral Clifton. I mean, it's it's not atrocious, but uh, can have some fun with that. I was swimming in Allmark, Will. Well, oh. I mean, that's not, that'll get you through if you think Matt Grizzlick is that much better defensively. Well, yeah. You're right. Derek Forbert, second line minutes. Let's go. Oh, yeah, I didn't, even, I didn't even mention Forbert. Well, we assumed he'd get tr- I, I don't know which one. I think they like Forbert for his shot blocking and... Yeah, shot blocking. He did, he did that one time in the playoffs. <laughs> like, like no no offense to him, but it's like the only time people like talked about his shot blocking was like he did that like a few in like a I mean, few the, games. The time where he blocked like ten. Yeah, a few games against the Canes, well, and that's probably gonna save him his job next season. Which I don't know how to find know. blocks on a game thing, but I I believe he he, know, he would be relatively high overall, I would think. But yes. And I think that's just obviously a part of a game we're not going to pay attention to in April, not April, uh, February or November. Definitely not December, I can tell you that. Um, the one thing, though, that definitely, I mean, doesn't hinder their ability. I don't want to say it hinders their ability because realistically they're keeping their top line winger who did very well. Uh, Jake DeBrusque um, has removed his trade request. I don't know what the right word is. Uh, rescinded. Oh yeah, I really wrote the word it down. I saw everywhere. <laughs> yeah, he rescinded his trade request, so he's staying with the team probably for the last two years of his his new contract. Uh, he's making four million a year, so like, yeah, that probably would have been a place where you could free up some cap space for him. But if he plays like he did with the top line, then he's well worth keeping. And not having, you know, the extra cap space for Sweeney to go overpay someone. So, watch. They're gonna put him on like the third line. Oh my god. The game's gonna fall off, and we're gonna be right where we were. Why do I feel like he'll need that? Because he might be. He thinks he might be on the first line, like stapled, no matter what. I mean, the Bruins would be stupid to not keep him there. So make of that what you will. <laughs> that's uh, that's where I can oh. leave that. Well, who's to say he plays well enough to stay? Well, if he doesn't, then uh, the Bruins can trade him. It won't be yes, for much, but... but yeah, I know. It's uh, praying that it works. Uh, the other notable thing is that conversations with Pasternak have begun on his extension because he makes $6.666667 million this season. And then he's a UFA. So they've already begun talking. Apparently not about like term or actual dollar yet, but it's more a hey, up. hey, we want you to be with this team forever. So like let's do it. I saw a tweet the other day. Oh, Bruins are expected to be very aggressive in signing uh 
I would hope so. Yeah, let's just now let's lay back, not <laughs> not try to sign this guy <laughs> that we've David developed. Root on this. Yeah, we've developed, scored forty goals twice, hit thirty-eight, thirty-five, thirty-four. You know, can be just consistently like in a ninety-point player. Nah, we don't we don't need him. Uh what a what contract what is a contract or like a dollar amount that you would be happy with for Pasternak? Can I give a range? I mean, yeah. Dollar amount. Eight to 9.5 at the absolute most. I wouldn't say 9.5 usually, but after seeing what Kevin Fiala got, hmm. that makes me kind of, oh, but. Yeah, I mean, 8 to 9, realistically, but if they have to go 9.5, you give them that extra 500,000. Yeah, but I think... I don't even think it'll be that high, though. Uh, I am expecting uh, the deal that Kucherov signed, which is 8 by 9.5. That is kind of what I'm expecting, which obviously is an underpay for Nikita Kucherov. I saw someone Kucherov. say Pasta's going to get 11.5 per year. I was like, uh... I, I, I mean, don't... he probably can. Well, yeah, on the open market, probably. But I, if he starts to ask for that, you start to question it. Is all I will say. <laughs> I I would assume it comes in, you know, seven to eight years, probably nine, nine and a half. If it's ten, I won't, you know, cry. But you know, I'm not going to be incredibly happy. But once it starts getting over ten, is where I'm going to be like, all right. You know, love Pasternak, good keeping him around. But then you're getting really high cap-wise, and that's going to really hurt you even more than you have already hurt yourself cap-wise. So let's just hope he's a Bruin for the next nine years. Just be, just be here with McAvoy and Lynn Tolman until the end of time. He'll um, be somewhere else very soon. Okay. Sorry. Uh, you sound shocked. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, so, so where's he going then? Where's Where's the somewhere else? I don't know. Just somewhere else. I I got a bad feeling. That's all. That's like I. I don't know where would he go. Anyone anywhere that would pay him money, I guess. But I don't know. I just don't have faith after ever seeing everyone leave. <laughs> yeah. Um the uh the Kings have uh have six point four totally... million in cap space right now. Uh and then they'll have eighteen mil next season. I don't know why that team like why they were the first ones to pop to mind, but that's uh, in St. Louis. That also would not shock me. If uh Tarasenko gets traded, which is still the rumor, Tarasenko has still kept his trade request in. You know, that's an easy, hey, here's a we lost a right winger in Tarasenko. Okay, let's just get this posture not guy. I don't know what their cap situation is. They have nine million right now and thirty six million next season. Granted, that's also because O'Reilly's a, U- a UFA. Robert Thomas is up. Jordan Cairo will be up. But that is that is a team that could do it. And let's stop talking about this. 
<laughs> wow. So, let's then... And it's for them to sign McKinnon next offseason. All right. All right. One can hope. Not, um, not, not the Blues. Don't, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, speaking of Colorado centers, thank you for that. Uh, Bruins free agent options. We don't have to go super, super in-depth, but I figured we can take, you know, five minutes as a sort of final look at this before free agency opens. Um, our plan is to do another one of these literally, like, uh, Wednesday night, which is the first day of free agency. I mean, the Bruins signed basically everyone they signed in free agency on that first day because that's what most teams do. So that's what our plan is. So I'm going to say a name. Um, no. And then you just give me general general thoughts. Like on the guy or how he would fit with the Bruins? Yes. Like yes or no? <laughs> okay. Nazem Kadri. That's an interesting one. I I, w- I guess I wouldn't hate it. I mean, mm-hmm. he's scored 30 goals in the past, so maybe he won't get as many assists, but I guess you could pencil him for around 25 to 30, maybe even a little more goals a year. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't hate it. What was his face-off percentage? Let me Google that real quick, because that's what I think is... Forty-nine point seven. All right. Well, I don't know. What do you? What, what, what would you say? He had a career year, eighty-seven points in seventy-one games. It's an hundred-point pace. Um. Listen, I wouldn't complain, but it's going to be an overpayment no matter what, because the last free few agency. years. Well, one yes, just because it's free agency, but the last few years, like. Yes, he had 87 points in 71 games this year. Before that, 32 and 56, 36 and 51, 44 and 73. That last one I listed was the season with the Leafs, and then uh, the first two were obviously with Colorado. So I would just be really scared of giving eight, nine million to a guy who's going to be 32 once the season starts. Uh,. Yeah, but you won't be competitive in three or four years. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but even then, like, listen, I I wouldn't wouldn't be upset. You know, he'd be basically guaranteed to score 50 points if he doesn't get hurt. But are you paying nine, ten million and also in that process freeing up that much space to have guaranteed, you know, 50, 60 points? I don't know. Um, Beggars can't be choosers. So, yeah, if the Bruins signed him, that'd be like, hey, that's great. They have legitimate 2C for the next few years. But I don't know about... I don't know about that. Um, Next on the list is Claude Giroux. How do you you feel? Uh, I would like him on the Bruins, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Considering what... You know, the deadline where you only want to go to Florida. I feel like he resigns there for cheap. Maybe goes back to Philly if he believes in their direction, but Torts. I wouldn't believe that. But, yeah, I don't see him come to the Bruins, but I'd like it. But you know what I just saw a little bit ago? If you can get Krejci to come back, you'll convince 
Vaudreuil to come to the Bruins because if you look at that 0506 Quebec Major Junior Hockey League team, Claude Drew had 103 points in 69 games, and David Krejci had 81 points in 55 games. That's a connection right there. So what you're saying is the Bruins roll a second line of Giroux, Krejci, Pasternak. Yeah, the only difference between those two players was Claude Drew was 17 years old putting up that many points, and Krejci was 19. So <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> But no, I mean, I'd like, I'd like to see Claude Giroux ruined, but I don't think that's gonna happen. No, I, I, I think I honestly, like, like all these, I don't think will happen. But <laughs> yeah, there, there are a few where I'm like, okay, there's potential there, and that's a name I'd like more. But you know, uh, next up on the list, I, I've just been sorting by uh, most points this past season, free agent on, uh, centers on cap friendly. Next up yeah, is uh, Patrice Bergeron. How do you, how do you feel I, about I, that guy? I, I don't know. Does he fit in in Boston? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you could put like an assistant captain on him. I don't. He might be okay. Yeah. Um, wow, I can't believe that's that's the first time I talked about Patrice Bergeron without actually like bursting into happy tears. Okay. Uh, next up is Ryan Strom. No. Okay, that was an emphatic instant no, and I can't say I disagree. Well, <sighs> he's guaranteed to get you fifty points. Yeah, he's. I just he you feels face off percentage. Oh, what is it? Forty four point five percent. Ooh, why is he a center? And let's assume. I mean, well, I can say the same thing about Charlie Coyle. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, point production is not bad. Of course, wasn't he playing with Panarin though? So for a while, yes. I don't know. But... I, he feels like he feels like one of those guys that succeeds with stars. Yeah, and, and like without them is not great but like at least he really does succeed with them yeah uh, and if you're paying him be with holland posternock but yeah he'd be chasing the puck the whole time yeah and you're already paying coil like five million to be below him <laughs> imagine that don't have to see Halla's face-off percentage let's see oh come on load hey 53.9 What's coils, may I ask? Oh, I don't know if you want to know that. Uh, let me search it. Probably horrible. Okay, jeez. No. <laughs> Wait, that I might have accidentally just showed that uh, all this postseason face off because that's all that's showing up for coil. Uh, on foxsports.com. But anyways, in the playoffs, he was a 41.7. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, you know, it is just face-off percentage, which is not, you know, the only way. Pretty key for a center, I'd say. It is key for a center, but, like, you know, no one... Well, okay, it's not fair to compare uh, him to, like... I was going to compare him to, like, oh, yeah, well, guys like Malkin, but that's not exactly... Well, uh, hey, Coyle had a 49.1%. Regular season face-off percentage. So if you think Coyle's bad on face-offs, <laughs> Ryan Strom has a has oceanfront property to sell you in Nebraska. Oh, can't wait. Um, how do we feel about a guy I mentioned earlier, a guy yes. that Elliot Friedman has linked to the Bruins, yes. Vincent Trocek. Yes. He's your guy? Yep. Got to team up the Lamborghini and the Prius. God, that it. would be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he fits the bill as what you need in that middle six center. Well, could be your top if you don't 
do anything. But yeah. yeah, I mean, he seems hard to play against from what I've watched. I didn't watch too many Carolina Hurricanes games, but when I did, they were uh, all over the Bruins. Um, yep. No, but yeah, I mean, he seems seems like he'd be a good fit, but hey, you never know what kind of money he'll be getting. So yeah. Another guy where I'm like, yep, good for 50 points this season. He's he is kind of he's okay. He is number two on my list um, because number one I'm on my list is Dylan Strom. So oh, the plan, whoa. the Blackhawks wow. are apparently not planning to qualify him. That is what has been reported. He he would be an RFA if they. Well, he is technically an RFA right now, but if they don't extend a qualifying offer, then he's just a UFA. Uh, so he's, he's twenty-five. He's going to and put up sixty points. Okay. I expect that. Yeah, he's twenty-five. Uh, is coming off a forty-eight point season for the Blackhawks. He played in sixty-nine games, and you know, remember what the Blackhawks did this year? Not a great team. You know, young no. former third okay. overall pick. Yeah. That's a guy where I'm like, okay, he's young, like still relatively young. You give him like, I don't know what the contract would be, but you have a future piece there if it works out. But also. I agree. I'm on board with you there. He he is less proven. But. Part of the fun in it. I mean, yeah. I thought you were going to say this was your number one person. I think you know who I'm going to say. Evgeny Malkin? Yes. Yes. Imagine. I mean, yeah. I I would I'd be fine with that. And yes, there are absolutely... Wait, hmm? I thought the Penguins would have like no cap space, but they still have 15. He's coming back to the Penguins. You would think, but... It hasn't fully sounded like that. Obviously, we'll see. There are injury concerns with Malkin. Uh, like, he literally played half the season this year. Exactly half. goals in, like, 41 games. Was, yeah. Is that what I saw? He, uh, <laughs> he played 33 last year in, what, the 56-game season, I believe? Yeah. He played 55 in 70 in 1920. Um... Then like sixty eight the year before that seventy eight in seventeen eighteen. So yes, there are injury concerns, absolutely. But if you bring Bergeron back, Malkin is absolutely on my list. Uh, he is thirty five. <laughs> Sweet. Um, so there's that. He will be thirty six when the season starts. But you give him. What the rumor is, like a three to four year deal, probably looking at like six to seven mil a year across that. Listen, the worst thing that happens is he gets hurt and you can just LTIR him. Like. <laughs> God, revenge. Get it. Yeah. Malkin. Tampa Bay. Malkin is. I, I, I think, yeah, he probably is technically number one on my list, but I just don't know how likely it is. Well, none of this is likely. They're not going to get any of these guys. Here, let's scroll That's down, true. way down. Oh, yeah. They're going to get so, Riley Nash back. Adam Gaudet is a Bruin. Oh, yeah. They, Tyler Bozak. I guess Curtis Lazar is not re-signing. Because I no. feel like we would have heard about that by now. If Lazar yeah. is coming back. 
I mean, I'm not heartbroken, but I don't really care. You know, he plays hard occasionally. <laughs> Only one more year of Wagner's contract. <laughs> Thank the Lord. I used to pray for time seconds. Oh my God. Uh, don't worry. Only four more years of Charlie Coyle. Yeah, I don't like to think about that. Um, all right. Other than that, like really, the Bruins' main focus for free agency and any sort of trades is just getting a second line center. Because other than that, the roster is, I mean, as as filled out as you're going to get it to be at this point. It's tough to do a lot of maneuvering. You're going to be having Felino, Smith, Halla, Nosek, Frederick, yeah. Steen, McFlawlin yeah. in that bottom six, and then you need someone to be centering Holland Pasternak. And I, I forgot mean, about McLaughlin. Yeah, he's a guy. <laughs> he is the most guy guy possible. You know? Yeah. Uh all right. I just I'm gonna float one thing at you here. Um float it. So obviously Bruce Cassidy comes out that he's fired. Um well relieved of his coaching duties. Yes. Um and then Jake DeBrusker sends the trade request. Do you think there's a link there? No, I don't care. Okay. I just wanted to see what you say. I, I, I said that like when that happened, like when people started talking about it, I was like, I don't care. Like it it doesn't matter because the fact yeah, is Cassidy is I know, but I just like I highly doubt it was just Cassidy. And also considering Cassidy was the one who then went, Okay, let's put you on the first line and then that's what kind of revitalized DeBrusque's um I don't want to say career, but at least his season at the very least. His work um, ethic, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't think, like, I don't think there's anything to that. Like, you know, maybe partially they might have disagreed, but I think the big part of Tabrask wanting to come back is he actually started enjoying himself again, and yeah. But also, I, I really don't care because the fact is Cassidy is not the Bruins' head coach, so it. I don't know. I don't want to spend my time thinking about it. Yeah, well, it was only supposed to be a five-minute, five-second question. Well, SMH. Speaking of that, now we have some rapid-fire things. Although this this first part we can take a bit more time on. Um, so obviously the draft happened. We went through the Bruins picks first because obviously everything's about the Bruins first. Uh, but the Habs actually went and picked uh, Slavkovsky first. Which, you know, that was that was surprising, but I I didn't think Shane Wright would fall to four. I thought he'd be the one playing in front of a college arena. I yeah, because I I guess you know the rumors had kind of been that the Devils would be going for a defenseman, so they were looking at Nemec or Yurichek. Not really thinking about Shane Wright, which like that's kind of fair. They have Hughes and Heisher for the next forever. Um, but Arizona passing on him, you know, Logan Cooley's still a good pick. But it's like you have Shane Wright, the guy who's been the consensus number one pick for the last three years for this draft, and he falls to four. It's funny though seeing like all the Canadians fans tweeting about, oh, this is all for, for Shane Wright. This is all for him. Yeah, they don't even take him. I love it. It's funny. Yeah, the, and some of the boos that came down when they drafted Slavkowski, which like really, 
Do, do, do yeah, I get like a what? But not a boo. You don't have, to, no you don't have to boo the pick. Like, yeah. hey, Slavkovsky is still going to be a good player, probably. Um, be like a Kart Kniemi. That's uh, that is the thing that I have thought about. The, there are definitely some similarities. Um, oh, so he'll be cheap shotting ruins in the playoffs in a couple of years, okay? Yep, sounds like a plan. And I'll have like zero <laughs> points. Hey. Well, I don't know which series he got his points in, but he had two points in the playoffs. Oh, dear God. 14 games played, two assists. Sounds like a number three overall pick. Yikes. I mean, he was playing on their fourth line, making whatever five million it was just to be petty. I mean, that's the whole, that's the whole reason the Canes have him. But, uh, what a time. Um, other than that, there wasn't really uh, much else you know, notable that I really cared about from, uh, like from the draft picks because, really, like I didn't follow it much. Like, I mean, Steve Eiserman had his no. normal, completely off the board pick, uh, which like that. some people like had this dude ranked in like the seventies, and Steve Eiserman picked him eighth overall. So naturally, he's going to be like cider again and just you know, win the Calder. So. Uh, we'll see that in a few years. I didn't even know that happened. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they drafted well, Marco Casper. Surely you've ghost. heard of him. Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh. Let me see. Go off, Casper from Austria. Oh yeah. Well, they didn't even have a uh, like elite prospects doesn't have uh, a rankings thing associated with them. So uh, there's that. <laughs> uh, all right. And I just saw a quote saying that the Red Wings have high hopes for him. So that's fantastic. Uh, all right. Shall we sort of speed run these things? I'll say a thing that happened. Dang it. You do a quick sing quick it. reply. I am not going to sing it. Sure. Sure. We can, we can do that, pal. All right. So the LA Kings acquired Kevin Fiala from the Minnesota Wild for Barack Faber in a first round pick. Sure. I mean... Not a bad trade for the Kings, but contract for the Kings. Little... Yeah, contract. I mean, what Fiala just had eighty-five points in eighty-two games. A is a good player. With uh, uh, he was not playing with Kaprizov actually. I remember, I remember seeing people see make a distinction with that. But yeah, seven years, seven point eight seven five per is a choice. Obviously the. Wild are just completely screwed cap wise, so that's why they had to move him. But you know, good for the Kings. I'm assuming they're making the well, they did make the playoffs, so I'm assuming they're making the playoffs again. They could probably actually do something in them uh, next season. Uh, also, Adrian Kempe. Yes, to a what was it? it was four years, so 5.5 million per. Which, that's, yep, reasonable. He just had 54 points in 78 games. There's your second line center at five and a half mil. It's good for them. Sure. Uh, the Lightning cap dumped Ryan McDonough to the McDonough McDonough to the Predators oh God, for nickname for F- Philippe Myers and Grant Mismash. I mean, that's greatest name. <laughs> greatest name. Yes. But that's a great ad for Nashville. Oh, yeah. McDonough can still play very well. 
And hey, McDonough lives on. What a I was I was gonna say, but it's like it's it's tough for McDonough though because he's just gonna be behind Lazar, you know. He just doesn't have a spot in the lineup with Lazar there, so it's. Yeah, that's great. Well, I guess you know what? That's it. McDonough, Lazar, top First pair, second pairing. Nope, top pair, it's top pair, second yeah, pair. No, no, top pair. Then I was gonna say their second pair oh, is okay. gonna be Mark Borvietsky. Yes, that's and Matt Benning. Perfect. Third pair, Yossi and Ekholm. I get like five minutes a game. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a plan. And then, and then Dante Fabro can just sit on the bench. Yeah, he'll he'll be. The, you know what they'll do? They'll go eleven and seven, and he'll just be the cheerleader on the bench. Perfect. All right, All right I like that. Uh, next, uh, one of the one of the goalie trades that happened. One of the many for some reason. Uh, the Avs acquired uh, Alexander Georgiev from the Rangers, of course, for a third, a fifth, and a third. Is that going to be their starter? It's going to be him and uh, Francouz. Francouz? I don't actually know how you say his name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because Kemper's just going to free agency. It certainly He's going to be elite. I'm assuming. That's that's my... I, I thought that it was going to be Huso, and then Huso got traded, but I yeah, Kemper seems like... Of course, to the least. Atlantic Division. Oh, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot less scary for the Avs, but really, it doesn't matter. Because they won Remember the cup. When... So... I remember when, like, Jack Campbell was the Vezina guy, like, a month into the season, and yeah. he was going to be the best goalie in the world, and the Leafs would never part. Well, how fast things can change. Yep. And then Freddie Anderson was that guy a couple years ago. Oh, he's the best goalie in the league. And then he got lit up by Pasternak in so many series. <laughs> and then he became superhuman and went to the Hurricanes. When Pasternak, now... like tied or beat Gretzky for like the most points through like the first two or three games of a series that was fun yeah that was something um next up on the list was speaking of those Atlantic Division teams a fantastic trade for Ottawa they got to bring it for a first a second and a third which yeah that's still a relatively big price but I mean the Sens had been shopping that seventh overall pick there was a trade in place to send Matt Murray and that pick to the Sabres as a cap dump, which I'm oh, sure no. the Sens are thankful that Murray said no to that because they got to bring Cat from it. And Bruins can draft that guy. Did you know that? Yeah, I do. I do know that. I remember. I remember sitting there watching the draft, saying, "Hey, the Bruins can get to bring Cat here," and then they took Frederick. Surely that's worked. Yep, for sure. I mean, hey, forward forwards wise, Sen's got a good group, at least a good top six. You know, we got Stutzlin there, Brady Kachuk, Alex Sprinkett, Drake Batherson. Um, you got Formington, Josh Norris, decent amount of other prospects. No. <laughs> and I mean, hey, they got they got Shabbat. They have Shabbat. He's their defenseman. Uh, he is their defenseman. And they sure have some goalies. But Yeah, they're right side defense and goalie away from... They're getting there. They'd be good. They're getting there. Funny they were. But it's not... Still not... Still not enough. They're climbing. They're going to be better yep. than the Bruins this year. This year. This year. 
depending right. on how things go. Okay, well you can't you can't you can't say that and say depending on how well, things go. Are they or are I'm they in... not? Honestly, the Bruins are a massive question mark to me right now. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. Like I, I'm sure, I'm sure in four days, yeah. Here in four days, we can follow that up. Once yeah. you know, okay. ten hours of free agency How much is finished. Does Ottawa have? Because they'll, uh, make better, they'll make better moves than yeah. They have twenty yeah, they have million. They'll make better moves than the Bruins, and they will For be contenders. Sure. Mark my words. All right, let's. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Not that I'm happy about this. They're going to sign P.K. Subban and Alex Radulov, and they're going to be the best. <laughs> Jesus. You want you want Subban to replace Clifton? Honestly, couldn't get too terribly worse. Yeah, that's that's. I I don't know why I just thought of that, but my 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 initial reaction to that is just like, yeah, sure, why not? Like I, I could I could not care enough the either way. We would never thought we'd see. Yeah. You think we're going to see any offer sheets coming up? Line A, Chuck, Sandine. Apparently Sandine's the most likely one. I I would not complain. Yeah. They even have, they probably don't even have the draft picks. That might be true. They don't have their second. And if it's like around three to, if it's around three to four mil, I believe it's just the second round pick. So yeah, no, they, they don't have it. (laughs) Um, Next up on the list. So you completely overpay, so it's only four first-round picks, you have four first. Yes, perfect. <laughs> Eight by uh, 12. So, uh, oh yeah. God. The Bruins would be able to fit in anything from $1 to 2.1, <laughs> and four to six, because that would be a first and a third. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't be able to do six to 10.5, but they'd be able to do the four first-round picks, so... Wow, Cat Friendly really is pretty cool. They have uh, like the brackets for the compensation, and then they have teams that meet the requirements and teams oh, wow. that don't. That's that's really cool. But yeah, so the Bruins, hey, pay Sandine one year, five point five, free up cap space, sign him. I don't care. Uh, okay, I don't know. I don't know about that one, but. Hey, we'll we'll see. Uh, speaking crazy, okay? speaking about not knowing about that one, Lou Lamorello. Why are you giving up a first round pick for Alexander Romanov? And then, because he hits hard, maybe. And then, oh my God, who is the Habs GM now? Kent Hughes. Why are you trading a first and a third for Kirby Doc? Hey, well, that one makes that that one sense. that one makes more sense than Romanov because Doc is twenty one. You know, hasn't had Doc the greatest start to his career, but oh, that Romanov deal is so I don't understand. Six foot four center and Kirby Doc. Wow, you watch he'll, he'll and Josh Anderson. Like... Gonna... Oh my God, Josh Anderson, that yeah. fella, that that guy. Uh, also with the Blackhawks, a good deal that they did for sure. Uh, the Leafs cap dumped Peter Razek and sent along a first. <laughs> Chicago sent back a second. You know they they get Peter Razek for two years at three point eight million. Really doesn't matter to them that much. Remember the Leafs fans who were like, "Oh my God, we finally have a goalie." When it was freaking Peter Razek signing. Yeah. <sighs> I looked back at that tweet 
from when they signed him, and everyone was like, OMG, do Miss W. <laughs> I mean, that's, I guess that's literally what everyone does, because, you know, people like to say Sweenius. Sweenius. Oh, yeah. And I would like to issue a formal apology. I'll be like Logan Paul. I had a severe and continuous lapse <laughs> of my judgment. Uh-huh. And I regret using that word to describe John. John? John Sweeney. I apologize to anyone who I offended with that, and I will work to do better in the future. Is it bad that you said Logan Paul and I thought it Nick Paul? <laughs> like, like until Nick you Paul. actually yeah, started yeah, yeah. saying the, the severe lapse in judgment, you know, quote, I was like, wait, what does he have to do with this? Where is he going with this? <laughs> I mean, hey, well, I he's going Nick to Tampa going. seven years. Paul's going to the bank. Jesus, I, uh... I mean, he's... Hurt. It's the Lightning, so he's gonna be a, he's gonna be like a fifty-point player every season oh, he, for them. But it's just like Jesus Christ, why are you giving seven years, three point one per to Nick Paul? Well, you know what, I saw people saying that, but remember when? I mean, he had a great playoff run. Yep. For the Lightning, but remember what the uh, Bruins did when a forward had a good playoff run for them? You know, no, I have final, no idea. Eventually lost. They gave that overpaid center five point two five million for what five six years. Yeah, it's only gotten worse. So hey, have fun with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I'll actually rapid fire through these next two. Villahuso. Yeah, we've been here for a minute. Yeah, Philly Husa went to the uh, Red Wings uh, for a third. Then he signed, what was it, three by four and a half, I think? Sure. Yes. That's what it was. <laughs> nope. Sure. No, three by uh, four and three quarters. My bad. Uh, Thank you for... And the uh, the cap sent Fitek Vanacek in a second to New Jersey for a second and a third. Is he better than Blackwood? I don't think so. Anyways. Absolutely not. Uh, then, then the more... Uh, then the interesting trade... The Carolina Hurricanes acquired a fourth, a third, and a second, uh, and sent a seventh-round pick and Tony D'Angelo to the John Tortorella Philadelphia Flyers. Flyers really wanted that seventh pick, I guess. Yeah, they really needed it to draft Alexis Gendron. Or. Yeah, you know, Tony D'Angelo is a person. I think we said enough in the Carolina series about him, but uh, you know, Philly then turned around, signed him two years, five point million per, five point million. Yeah, good enough, five million per, and that is certainly a choice, one that I wouldn't make. Uh, other than that, uh, Philip Forsberg got paid today, signed an eight-year, eight and a half mil per, I believe. Yes. Which, I mean, that's probably about right for his value. Um, it's gonna be really interesting to see what like guys like Goudreau make relative to that. Um, but uh, we'll see. Chris Letang also resigned with Pittsburgh forever. Um, that was. Oh, yeah. Tampa will acquire that contract in around four years and throw that on LTIR so they can win their seventh Stanley Cup. 
Probably, because he is 35, going to be 36, no. Well, he'll be 36 like, during injury this problems. Point, but yeah, he's 35. He's going to be 41 when that contract expires. Six years, 6.1 million per. Sorry, it's it's not a good deal. Like, if it was three years, uh, yeah. I mean, it's good for the interim, but hey, they there's just like the Bruins, there's nothing after Crosby, so they got to maximize their window, so I don't yep. necessarily blame them. So, so for the Plus, Bruins, there's also nothing after Crosby? Yeah. Once Crosby oh. retires, the Bruins are done. Yeah, well, Bergeron won't be flying into the boards by Crosby anymore. So. Yeah. Wow, what a memory. Okay. Crosby won't be cutting Mark Mathot's finger in half. Remember that? Yes, how could I forget? <laughs> I remember, uh, oh my god, what was his name, the coach? Oh my god. Like the Sens coach? Yeah, back then. Probably Guy Boucher at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, uh, his finger's mangled. It's like completely destroyed. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, Which, I remember, I mean, the remember seeing told the story. Yeah, but... I was going to say, I, just, I remember seeing that picture and be like, oh, yep, nope, he was right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean... Marc-Andre Fleury re-signed in Minnesota. I don't know if you saw Bill Guerin's quote about having both nope. Fleury don't and uh, Talbot there, but it was, uh, it was a quote. And Duncan Keith retired. Hey, he had a good career. That's all I got on Keith at this point. <laughs> He's ancient at this point. Um... Yeah, alright, so we can hop to questions. I just pulled up Twitch and not Twitter. Whoops. Um, I believe we have, like, three. Alright, uh, Daryl Ingram asks, Do you think Sweeney will offload contracts to free up the cap space ahead of July 13th? Hope so. Yeah, one can hope. Um, <laughs> I don't know what what they're going to do, if they're going to do anything, but we can hope. Um, Tyler Seeger, because of course he asked a question, obviously. Uh, would you have been okay with trading up to the mid-20s for Lambert? That is no. one of the few guys in this draft I actually knew, and I think it's more just because of the NHL games. I mean, sure, they could have done it. I don't really have <laughs> anything to say about that, too specifically, admittedly, because again, I don't know where Berger's he actually fell back. in. Sure. But, uh, yeah. No, you're not trading for a first-round pick. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have been, oh, they traded up to get this guy. Oh, no. But, I mean, I'm, it's whatever. I would rather them, you know, you know at least throw darts at the dartboard instead of <sighs> trying to worry about the future. Because... Mm -hmm. The future is gonna suck. <laughs> say the future is gonna suck with or without that guy. Yep. So, anyways, uh, back to what you're saying. Well, I mean, just the uh, the last question was basically something we already answered. It was from Josh Brown. was basically just asked, you know, how are the Bruins gonna clear space for Bergeron? Maybe Krejci, and then will they be good enough? I mean, you you mentioned like you brought up, okay, even if you get Bergeron and Krejci, why not also still go after go after a Trocheck if possible? And it's like, yep, completely agree with that. Um, because you got to go above and beyond. 
really. Especially because you ultimately do not know what you're getting back in Kraichi. As much as I hate to say that. Yeah. So. Plus, who knows, you throw things in the mixer, it might come out a really good line, you know? If you have three pretty good centers, even two pretty good centers, if you sound like a Trochak or someone, of, yep. or Evgeny Malkin. <laughs> and it's assuming you keep Coil, you know, maybe Krejci's better off on the wing at his age, which, hey, that wouldn't if it be works. the worst thing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, do you think there's uh, 16 teams that uh, would take Nick Foligno right now? Because there's a modified no trade for Foligno. He's uh, got 16 team trade no trade list. Well, I guess technically 15 because he can't ruins, but count as one team. And I'm, I'm assuming sure he would take th- off all the bottom feeders that would require him for cap space. So, I'm yeah, I'm sure there is a team. That would take him. You would be throwing in a second that they don't have this coming season. 50%. Yeah. So I'm assuming Nick Felina will just be a Bruin next season. That's kind of been my assumption yeah. the whole way through. Yeah, I just tried to look again at like forwards that could trade to relieve cap space, which I mean, you but, could maybe move Smith, but just I mean, I would, I would bank on problem. some sort of pl- bounce back from the playoffs he had, but I, I mean, wouldn't. How, how big that would be, I don't know. Maybe oh, you might get around score a goal. Yeah, you might get a point. <laughs> oh man, um, it might not be a minus five. Not that plus minus is. I'll be all. Yeah, I think the, I think the zero points is telling enough. But yeah. all, right. all right. Well, that's that's all we got. It has been an hour and nine minutes. So uh, we will be back Wednesday night, probably. If not, it'll be it'll be like literally just the next day, probably. Uh, for the free agency recap, you know, barring, you know, barring massive Bruins news in the next few days, that's when we'll do the next episode. So, uh, we will see you then. Thank you for listening as always. And please, Don Sweeney, do not do something stupid.